sound a little bit more like crisp this time okay okay so let me open up the imdb page uh by the way uh, this is the what uh, the red balloon podcast i'm your host ryan uphoff and my co-host sean cloaker <laughs> you know what? i'll take it just because i don't use my last name that's on the, anymore that's fine I, I was gonna go for it i was like how do i couldn't remember how to pronounce your last name because we mispronounced it so much at work for fun because of Derek. like so yeah. in my head i was like is it coker i think it's just sean coker i'm pretty sure i'm right but there's no reference because you're not on the work stuff anymore so there's no reference for me to look at and be like i'm pretty sure i have this right so i was like ah fuck it I'll do yeah the, i'll do the joke uh, let me one. let me also say that not being able to remember it's fine i've been at this school for seven years and they still misspell my name on emails that they send to the whole school <laughs> it's okay i've worked at price shopper for 11 years sean and my last name in the company file is still up <laughs> No one, no one has bothered to go fix it. Eight years, eight years in, and every piece of I paperwork four, I get back, I got a name tag, and it said Ryan Uppel, and I said, I w- "Cool, cool." I was there for four years and didn't know that you had that problem. Oh man, for so long, because when I went over, when I got up to customer service, they, uh, uh, Cindy wrote it in cursive, and <laughs> so her F's look like L's. So they thought my last name was U P H O L L, and it's just L L everywhere I go, and I'm like. Cool. Still can't get it right. I, I've told them a million times. Uh, one time I had to get signed up for our bank to like deposit checks for the company. And I was talking to the guy at the bank who was like helping me set up my account. He's like, okay, so it'll be your first name and your last name. Like your first letter of your first name and your full last name. And I said, okay. So I typed it in. I'm like, it's not working. Oh, are you sure you have it right? And I said, all right, I'm going to ask this and I'm going to sound stupid. By sort of guy, I know how to spell my last name. Do you on your piece of paper have U P H O L L? And he goes, Yeah. I said, Okay, so my last name is Apop, but we'll just roll with that. I'll just keep it L L. And he's like, oh, Okay. Oh, I'm glad he went with it because yeah. that would be a pain in the ass to fix. Yeah, it was fucking funny. All right, so we today are going to talk about Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Um, a Fun, tastic movie that I hate, love, and Sean loves, loves. Sean, after rewatching this, do you still have your strong stance on this movie? I won't say it was ever strong. I, I, okay. Well, when I say what I'm about to say, I've, it might seem like it was strong. I have always preferred the prequel trilogy to the original trilogy, Wait, just... which I've also preferred the original trilogy to the sequel trilogy. We're not even going to talk about those. Those are terrible. But listen. The original trilogy was boring as hell. It's so slow. So stupidly slow. But I get I get how important it is as a, as a story how much it started um how much it adds to I mean well it was the story but what the clone wars does seeing the clones and actually seeing lightsabers more than just two or three i don't know how many we saw in the you know, original okay so i've seen behind the scenes of the original trilogy like of the effects of how they did it they use like flashlights and um and like long like fluorescent tubes for it so the fact that you see two lightsabers is a miracle on itself because i feel like that'd be just such a pain in the ass like a lot of a lot of the special effects they did in the original trilogy just seemed like so like mundane and long that it felt to me that it just i i I understand why they made the cuts they did and why they went back and edited and added the stuff they probably wanted to add when they first made the movie they also did stop motion animation for a chess game (laughs) Imagine how much time that took. Um, You're not wrong. I say chess. I don't know what it is. It was like space but, chess. Yeah. Ugh. To go back and answer your question, I still, of the actual prequel trilogy, the third one is my favorite for obvious reasons. Yeah, but it's the one with the most entertainment. It is. It does have its slow bits. I don't. I don't we'll get care. To that. We'll get. To I that. don't. I don't. I don't care for. Padme and Anakin's love story. Dude, okay. I really, don't, I couldn't don't care skip any ahead. less. Don't skip ahead, but I got a, I got a bit about that because I just got done arguing with my brother about this. But we'll, we'll get to this because I have a big thing to talk about this. I thought my TV was legitimately broken for two minutes because, screw it, I'm just going to say it. Fuck it. I, I want to talk about this. We're jumping way ahead. But like when Anakin goes to the dark side and he goes and visits Padme one last time after like his whole thing with Sidious, it literally cuts to two minutes of them just staring at each other, not saying anything, and the music is really intense, and I looked up and was like, I 
Did I zone out there for two minutes? Like, I know I looked at my phone for a second, but I didn't think, did my, did my video skip? So I rewound it. It was like, oh no, no one's talking in the scene forever. They're just looking at each other. And I get it. You want to like form the like, oh, it's really emotional. Look at them just stare at each other and know what's going on. And I said, yeah, but for an audience who's already like said, hey, your last movie is fucking boring. Maybe you shouldn't just have two minutes of pure silence. Yeah. I mean, I I can see how they would attribute that to building up the tension. It's so funny. But it was boring. It's boring. All right. I got the IMDb page. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Directed by George Lucas. Shocker. Written by George Lucas and John Ostrander. I'm guessing that's how you say it. And Jan, uh, I'm just going to say Dursema because it's D-U-U-R-S-E-M-A. Dursema. Stars. This is my favorite one because I read all these names. It's like I can say all these names. Starring Hayden Christensen, Natalie Portman, Ewan McGregor, Samuel L. Jackson, Ian McDermott, Jimmy Smits, Frank Oz, Anthony Daniels, Christopher Lee, Keisha Castle Hughes. She played Queen of Naboo. I thought that was in the prequel. Is there another Queen of Naboo? So uh, Padme was the Queen of Naboo. Yeah. Kira Knightley. In the prequels, played the figurehead, like the yeah. the um the decoy. But eventually, I think it was in the second one, uh, Padme like um Steps was, down. like abdicated or something. Oh, yeah, and okay. then someone else took over. I think ah, that's what happened. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, I don't want to say anything because I don't even know who these characters are in the movies. I, I paid attention. Who's Tion? Madon. I don't even know who that is in the movie. I'm Googling it. Thanks for great podcast talk, doesn't it? It does. Is I'm assuming a Jedi. I'm I'm guessing. Oh why is oh, it? Oh, he's the tall he's oh, the is. tall guy who I'll cut to this in the podcast for people watching the video. But he's the tall guy when uh Obi-Wan arrives on that planet hunting Grievous. He's the tall oh my blue God. guy that's like He's actually here. And he's got the you have no teeth. idea how much I want to rub his head. Right? I feel like it would it would be like you know those like xylophones or like when you like when you go against a fence post and you like run your finger across it, it goes ting 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 Yeah. I feel like that's what his head would be like. God, it's it's just the texture is amazing. Did you say Tamir Morrison also? Yeah, Tamir Morrison. He's he's later on as Commander Cody in this. And just about 7,000 other people. Yeah, right. Commander Cody, um, unnamed clone one, unnamed clone two. <laughs> they should have credited for all of them. <laughs> he really, I think he only talks as Commander Cody in that one scene where the, their, his face is there like seven times. All the clones have their helmets off. And Commander yeah. Cody's like, okay, we'll take the base here, blah, blah, blah. And then that's it. Like that he that you actually see his face talking. That wasn't like probably a voiceover after that. So um alright, we can start. So I'm going to read plot by plot or or scene by scene and we'll we'll talk about it. So I have my notes broken up like that. You can just riff what you want to say, Sean. I uh should have texted you and told you that this is how we're gonna do it, but I felt like this might be the easiest. No, nah, that's way. all good. Uh let me excuse me, let me just stay. My notes stopped after um they land. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> I read so much. That's so funny. Okay, so let's get to the plot. Above Coruscant, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker lead a mission to rescue the kidnapped Supreme Chancellor Palpatine from the cyborg Separatist commander, General Grievous. After infiltrating Grievous's flagship, Obi-Wan and Anakin battle the Sith Lord, Count Dooku, whom Anakin overpowers and decapitates at Pap at Palpatine's urging. Grievous escapes the battle-torn ship, which the Jedi crash land on Coruscant. There, Anakin reunites with his wife, Padme Amidala, who reveals that she is pregnant. While initially excited, Anakin soon begins to have visions of Padme dying in childbirth. You just went through like 40 minutes. That, okay. 50. <laughs> I shit you not, when I was writing these scripts, I said, how is that the end of a fucking scene right there? Because Wikipedia breaks up plots to movies scene by scene. There's a lot with this movie. I said, when we reach Padme died in childbirth, I feel like I've watched that movie for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is so long. It gets gets better, because there's one that's, like, pretty short, but a lot fucking happens. (laughs) 
Oh no. Okay. Uh, okay. So I have. Let's see what my first note said when I wa- when I tried watching it the first time. Okay. One. It looks like they the the actors look super uncomfortable in those ships. Like I got to imagine they just like scrunched up Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor into those ships because they like look so deadpan. Also, those headphones that they wear so awful. I hate those headphones because it hangs off really? the side and it goes around the forehead. Why? Why would that ever be the design to wear it like a crown? I don't know. I mean, it fits the Star Wars aesthetic. I guess it does. I, I don't it, know what your I, problem with the headphones is. I have a problem with the headphones, all right? I'm Nick, Nick Vicky here because let me tell you, it gets a little ridiculous later on. But if we want to talk about dumb scenes as a whole, my favorite notes that I made is that Palpatine's facial expressions when he is watching Anakin fight Count Dooku, like, oh, ooh, oh, eh, oh, ooh. <laughs> Are so good. Or when he's I being don't... manhandled by the <laughs> battle droid in the the bridge. I don't know what uh Ian McDermott's like like stage directions were for those scenes. If they just sat him in the chair and just filled him like, okay, so here you're gonna see them like obviously they're not really fighting in front of you, so like here you'll see this. So you just need to react like you kinda want you don't want Count Dooku to lose, but you kinda want Count Dooku to lose. Cause he is just all over the place, like just making the weirdest noises. And then when uh Obi-Wan gets crushed and then <laughs> And he, when Obi-Wan gets crushed by, like, uh, the, like, the pillar that falls, we know that Ian McDermott's character, Palpatine, is Lord Sidious. Like, we know this already. Yes. And it is so funny because when when Obi-Wan gets crushed, he makes, like, a gross look. Like, ugh, Count Dooku, did you really have to go that far? Like, <laughs> thinking he actually got yeah. crushed. I don't I know. I mean, him. you gotta keep up appearances. But my favorite... But also, I must say... Yeah. Obi-Wan would have lost his legs if that actually happened. Easily. And it's so funny because he tries to rush him out. He's like, Anakin, we got to go. It's like, I, I... I think he's okay, actually. I think he's 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 quite fine, and he's like. And then he's running. Oh, man, he's. I think he's dead. <laughs> no, because he wakes up on the ship, like confuses. Or in the elevator, that's what it is. He wakes up in the elevator. Did I miss hang, something? Hanging. <laughs> it's like, did I miss something? Like, oh, thank God you woke up. But my favorite part of that scene, and I get why they did it, but when Anakin arrives in that building with Obi Wan to save the Chancellor, Palpatine spins in that chair. Like a villain. Looks just like the Emperor. Looks just like the Emperor. Looks like a villain. He's the prisoner. I said, I said, they just let you have the whole room to yourself. No problem. They set you up in the center. Like, no one decided to put a droid next to you. I said, hey, watch this man. Make sure he doesn't go anywhere. He literally just, like, turned around like, ha I knew you were going to arrive. Yeah, that, the the execution of that could have been so much better. Yeah, it was, but, it, I mean, you, you need the arena for the battle that's about to happen. Oh, my God. But and then, all the lightsaber battles in this movie are so slow, with the exception of the last one. Yes, and I'll, and I'll get to that, because I, I have a specific note just for that that I've been thinking about all day, and I can't wait to say. Um, Please tell me it's when they get to actually confront him yeah yeah no it's 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 in mustafar and it's one of my favorite oh, okay. it's the best scene of the whole movie but we'll, we'll get there i thought i they really so star wars always has a space battle and i thought it was kind of weird in this movie that they got it out of the way in the first five minutes of like a full-on space battle like they were like okay we're gonna do this one and we're done like no more no more space battle yeah and it's kind of like but it's star wars i but think it was a good one to start on it actually was quite nice like i did i did enjoy the i i always find the droid humor and the droids themselves like kind of funny but also like re-watching it as an adult now i'm kind of like all right, get it when i was a kid i probably thought that was hilarious but now as an adult i'm kind of like okay it looks fucking stupid <laughs> Hold on, I wrote down two of the ones that they said, uh, that I, re- <laughs> we're leveling out, sir. And then, uh, you, you're welcome, after Grievous took the lightsabers. I, God, I okay, the, the droids always have so much, sar- have way better sarcasm and humor in the Clone Wars TV show. Like, they're my favorite they part do. of the Clone Wars TV show, because they, they are funny in that. But, like, they, they're my all right. <laughs> We kind of go get there's one there's one where like the droids are like arguing about who's going out into space and then they realize they're droids <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't go out there God, I love the droids they're so good oh Ugh. but that's about all I have other than like 
the do it scene is like iconic and I know or a meme. It's not even iconic. It's just a meme. But I and I do love that he just chops his head off. But I, okay, one of my biggest problem with Count Dooku and somebody who knows the lore a little bit better might be able to explain this to me. Why is his name Count Dooku? He's technically Sidious's underling. So like, why didn't he never get like a Darth title? Darth Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus. Okay, and they just so they don't call him Darth Tyrannus. They just call him Count Dooku because he used to be a Jedi. I I think it's actually talked about in the second movie. In the second maybe? one. Okay. Oh, well, I know he fights Yoda in the second one. I I shit you not. I thought about watching the second one to prepare for this one just because it's the it's the one that predates this one. But yeah, I can't watch that movie i just i i would have fallen asleep within the first time the fucking separatists talked to somebody and i would have been like i'm out i'm going to bed there's so much Speaking of the drama on, on what on the crashing shit when that's going on do you know how many times i watch this movie and i'm just like magnetize magnetize i make fun of his voice so many times because it's like why are you telling the droids what to do when they're in a deathly situation as if they don't know what to do? Yeah, right? Like, have they had their computers? They processed it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And speaking of computers, why did R2 need a walkie-talkie? Yeah. Like, or, or why didn't they just say it once? Why were they like, R2, R2, can you hear me? Like, what's R2 supposed to beep at you and be like, yeah, no, <laughs> I heard you. Don't worry. Or I mean, why, does, can why doesn't he have a mute button? Like, he's, like, panicking. Yeah. Like, I can't turn this off. I don't know what to do. Like, Throws it into his chest. <laughs> I can fucking throw it away. Turn it off. Mute it. Hold on a second. I'll talk to you later. Let me, really quick, let me check and see what little notes I have left. Okay. Uh, before I'm all out. Yeah, because they're about to land. I'm not even going to go into the Padme-Anakin scenes because I, like we said before, I just don't care. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, I get it, and I get that's how Luke and Leia come about, and Natalie Portman does do a good job. Like, she was great in Phantom Menace, and she was okay in a terrible movie, but, like, the rest of it, I, I'm i just, like, I just don't care. I th Okay, I think the only thing I have left to say, uh, actually, oh, well, there's two. First, they absolutely killed everybody in that air traffic control tower when they oh landed. yeah no for sure for sure that's a that's a that's a star destroyer falling from space like come on and it's just not a not like doesn't even no passing thoughts about it at all oh after it happened so all right so we're gonna oh, get the last thing i wanted oh, to okay, say here we go. if i could go back in time and um kill someone it would be whoever was the one who made the first wilhelm scream man i saw your tweet about that one time you just gotta accept it it's just part of cinema history at this point you know you pay like a butt ton of money for that for that scream every time someone uses it they actually paid like a ton of money to use that scream <laughs> isn't there only like 400 some odd movies that have it in it yeah, I, I, I feel I, like I've seen them all. <laughs> I just can't escape it. It's all the time, man. It's all the time. All right, let's get to Acts Two. So this is the part I was reading it while uh, while you were setting up your stuff. But uh, okay, here we go. Palpatine appoints Anakin to the Jedi Council as his personal representative. The Council, suspicious of Palpatine, approves the appointment but declines to grant Anakin the rank of Jedi Master and instead instructs him to spy on Palpatine. Diminishing Anakin's faith in, oh, diminishing Anakin's faith in the Jedi. I thought that was a period. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on, I can't even pronounce that, Utapu, Utapau, 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 Grievous relocates the Separatist leader to the volcanic planet Bustafar. Obi-Wan travels to Utapau to confront Grievous and kills him. Now, that is one sentence for what that's one, must that's be, one scene? What must be. Oh, there's a little bit more. While Yoda travels to the Wookiee homeworld, Kashyyyk, to defend it from a Separatist invasion. Sean, the Obi-Wan travels to Utapau to confront Grievous and kills him is a sentence. Or a, a half a sentence. That is probably, if I was a guessing man, at least 15 minutes. <laughs> and they were like, nothing really happens in this scene. <laughs> He finds Grievous and kills him. Everything happens in that scene. <laughs> um, first thing I want to talk about that scene. I mean, we could. I, I really. I mean, do you have anything to say about like? I. What did I write? 
This is where I. This is where I fell asleep. <laughs> it's the start. I was watching TikTok at this point. Start of this. No, okay. I started watching TikTok after '66. I uh. Oh really? And then I looked up, and then uh, Darth Vader's mask was on. <laughs> you didn't watch the final confrontation. I watched that just for the speech. I watched it back and forth. Okay. Um, I wrote. This is where I fell asleep, which is a great note. I thought I I love that one. But uh, I, I kind of get why they didn't accept him in the council. It's one of the things, like, where I, even as a kid, I understood it because the Jedi were like, no, you don't just get appointed to be a master you or on the council. Like, you have to earn it. So that, yeah. that part always made sense to me. But I, I didn't like the way they handled it in my rewatch because I was kind of like, they were kind of like, well, no, you, you don't get to do this. And Anakin kind of handled it like a baby. But like, if you're already on the fence about this kid, maybe betraying everybody and betraying the council, let's not piss him off to force him to betray the council. Yeah, there, I blame, uh, I blame Mace Windu for yeah. mishandling a lot of things. He like, did. The way he mishandled that, the way he mishandled Ahsoka by calling her citizen. Yeah, right. It's just so many things could have been avoided if he had just acted with compassion. Right, right. And he's actually technically, like, I think he's considered a gray because he hovers, like, kind of like Ahsoka ends up doing, where he hovers between really? Jedi and Sith. Yeah, I think he's considered a gray. Well, I thought he was, like, one of the most powerful Jedis. Oh, I, 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 I was reading about grays and people were talking about Mace Windu in that. So, and people are talking about him coming back to life because no one actually dies in Star Wars. So, I mean, <laughs> we, yeah. get to, we get to that when we talk about Boba Fett, but. <laughs> No, no one's dead, actually, in Star Wars. You can't actually die. I mean, in fairness, we we did watch Mace Windu um, lose an arm, get struck with thousands of volts, and then yeah. fly out of a window, yeah. presumably hitting the ground. Yeah, and then, a dro- and then a droid found him, dragged him to another guy, and the guy rebuilt his body from the ground up, and he came back to life. I don't know what you... <laughs> Mace Windu is not Darth Maul. Like they used they used some Jedi mind tricks and they brought him back to life. I don't know what you're what you're questioning me for. This we Star never Wars saw Boba Fett die. We just saw him fall into a hole. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Okay, so uh, same thing with Darth Maul. We never saw him die. We just saw him fall into a hole. You're absolutely cut in half. <laughs> cut in half. He was cut. Okay, half. we saw him die. We saw him die. <laughs> no one dies in Star Wars. All right, they literally kill him. They they kill them off. So they can bring them back later. They're like, oh, oh, here they are. Aren't you guys shocked? Like, I guess I'm a little shocked. It's kind of cool. I would like to see, um, you know, what's his name from Rogue One? The crazy uh, rebellious rebellion guy who Forrest Whitaker plays. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Saw Guerrero. Saw Guerrero. Yeah, Saw But uh, I would like to see like a version of that for... Um, Mace Windu, where if if he did come back to life, where he's like got like just a full on beard, and like he's just like disheveled and like is just been traveling the world, like realizing the force is corrupt and everything, and has ruined like the whole world over and over, or because he hovers between that like gray level. Yeah. So we get to the Grievous fight, which I love that fight after I saw the behind the scenes and why you and McGregor hated making this movie because. If you look at that fight as a whole and that whole chase sequence, nothing is real. In fact, that's one of the biggest problems with this whole movie for me is that it was all shot on a green screen or a blue screen mm-hmm. they used for it. And though the art is cool and the backgrounds are cool and like a lot of the environment setups are cool, I'll take practical any day of the week. I hate CGI. And that's kind of why I like Mandalorian because even though it's shot on a like a type of screen that's like a four like a box that they film on, yeah. like they still use practical effects on their designs and their props and everything. So they kind of add that practicality into like a CGI world and kind of fuse the both together. Like and they still use puppetry too, which I felt like was really lost in this movie. Oh yeah. Um I see I I like that they brought back the puppetry for Grogu, but I yeah. also did appreciate the CGI Yoda. CGI Yoda does look dexterity. Yeah, CGI Yoda is probably like one of the better parts. Um and I think the Wookiees weren't full CGI, which is really nice. I don't think that there's no way they could have CGI'd all that hair. Yeah, like that it made it look weird. natural. But um If Game of Thrones preferred a dragon over a dog, I yeah. would imagine that <laughs> doing all those Wookiees would be difficult. Um 
But I will say my favorite my favorite part is just the fact like, and I was like thinking about it watching the scene. But there's literally when the lizard so Obi-Wan's riding the lizard, he's chasing Grievous. Grievous is in a machine that could no possibly be made into a real prop. Grievous is also fake. Obi-Wan is on top of a fake lizard. So you got Ewan McGregor on top of a saddle, on top of a mechanical thing, chasing a man who's not real with a stick, with just a stick. <laughs> How do you act like that? I would be like, when he says, hello there. If somebody said, hey, figure it out, I'd be like, I don't, e I don't even know what you want me to say here. I'm talking to like a man in a full-on green screen suit. What do you want me to do here? Yeah, when you break it down like that, I can see how frustrating that might be. I also must say, I think it's hilarious that Obi-Wan is trying to sneak around Utapau before he actually appears to Grievous, and he's writing the loudest the living <laughs> creature. <laughs> exactly. The Just, here I am. Come find me. Here I, I fucking hated that lizard so much. I hated the noise it made. But I also I love the noise. never remember, I don't know, did he summon the lizard? Is he a master monster tamer? Did someone give him a lizard when he arrived on that planet? Where did it come yeah. from? I have no idea. <laughs> I thought about that. He literally goes, he goes, I can't whistle with my fingers. But he go, he does the whistle with the fingers and like all of a sudden a magic lizard appears. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? But I, I like the way Grievous died. I almost wrote, because all he does is shoot him. With the one real thing in the whole sh <laughs> the whole scene, they brought a real yeah. fake gun to the fight, and he shoots him, which I thought was kind of lame for like what could have been a really cool lightsaber battle. But he shoots him in the heart and gives him like the worst case of heartburn I've ever seen, where flames shoot out his eyes, which I thought was kind of cool. I was like, and then yeah. that's where I kind of was. I I took back my note and I said like, you know what? Actually, this, this fight was kind of cool. <laughs> I, I kind of like this. Obi-Wan had also <laughs> lost his saber by that point. Yeah, I know. It falls in the Cody's hands, and then he's just like, hey, drop this. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah. execute order 66. Ah, oh, I wish you had told me 10 seconds ago. <laughs> okay, no, I gave That's him back all right, his... we got a blaster. <laughs> gave, <laughs> gave him back his... I already gave him back his fucking sword. Real cool, dude. I also must say, I think it's funny in the, the fight with Grievous... That Obi-Wan thinks it's a good idea to try and kick him. A giant <laughs> See, metal. See, that's where I got to imagine that Ewan McGregor had no clue what Grievous even was. There's no way he went back and watched this. There's no way he fucking paid attention when they were explaining it to him. Like, why the fuck would Obi-Wan, this really smart... At one of the best fighters in all of Star Wars, like, he beat Maul on his, pretty much his first actual, like, lightsaber battle, beats Maul on his first try, and, and, uh, all of a sudden you're gonna tell me he squares up on Grievous and thinks, I'm gonna kick him right in his robo-shin. Oh, ow, my real shit hurts! <laughs> like, no yeah, shit, sir! Exactly. <laughs> Got it. So much. I mean, I'll. You can attribute it to adrenaline and not thinking. Yeah, I he could. Clearly, wasn't thinking. Yeah, uh, that whole scene is ridiculous. But I kind of loved it at the end of it. I was like, because <laughs> I think I love it just because after seeing that interview with you and McGregor, just thinking about like how annoyed he was of being on the blue screen and not knowing the stage direction to go with because he's not interacting with a real person. So like yeah. after watching him on there, I was like, okay, you're just phoning this in because you don't know what the fuck to do. All right, let's get to the next scene. Um, Real quick. Oh. Can we go back to the beginning of the movie? <laughs> just really quick. I forgot to mention the first That's note fine. I had. Okay, go for it. They get close enough to Grievous's ship to identify that there are vulture droids crawling on it, yes? Yes. And then what happens is a five to seven minute long space battle in which it appears they have never gotten any closer to Grievous's ship until it's time to shoot the shields and just make it inside. So it feels like they, they're flying forward, but they have stopped moving. You're absolutely they, right. They, they don't move. It, 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 that, that is crazy because like they do talk a lot and you can't really get like a sense of if they're getting closer and closer as they are other than the cutbacks to grievous's ships 
and then they yell like oh they haven't got the shields down yet and then the shields are down and then they're like okay we'll just fly right in no problem also who places the shield generator so close and exposed like that just three blasts and it's gone also if they're gonna have an em okay well, if they're gonna have an emergency door come down why would they make it go the longest route possible instead of just coming straight down dude i can't explain star wars to you okay i love hate star wars <laughs> all right I i'll say it i love slash hate star wars like i used to just love star wars i used to it used to just be my favorite and no question about it, you couldn't you couldn't tell me I was wrong for love of Star Wars. Now every time someone breaks down to see the Star Wars movie, I say, "Why the fuck did I like that? Why was that good?" <laughs> All right, let's just get to this next scene. <laughs> I really yes. just want to talk about the ending. <laughs> I feel bored having to read this next part to you. Other than we do get some pretty cool like scenes from it and Padme's cool line but all right okay next scene Palpatine tempts Anakin with the knowledge of the force again I thought this was earlier his talking about like the force and the dark side but I guess that's later at that little mermaid show they're at no I think he at the little mermaid show at the space opera or whatever he little is uh, um he's talking about it but he doesn't tempt him with it until oh, okay. right before Anakin then goes to tell Mace okay all right including the dark side, and offers to teach him the power to prevent death in order to save Padme's life. Anakin deduces that Palpatine is the Sith Lord behind the war and reports his, tre no, his treachery to Mace Windu, who confronts and subdues him. What? Like, right away? Okay, I... For, this movie might be short and we might just think it's long <laughs> no it's 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 like two and a half hours I, okay this desperate to save padme's life anakin severs windu's hand before uh before he can kill palpatine who kills windu with force lightning anakin pledges himself to the sith and palpatine dubs him darth vader palpatine issues order 66 which commands the clone troops to kill their commanding jedi generals across the galaxy why vader and a battalion of clone troopers kill the remaining jedi in the jedi temple vader then travels to mustafar to assassinate the separatist leaders while palpatine declares himself emperor before the galactic senate transforming the republic into the galactic empire and denounces the jedi oh and denounces the jedi as traitors a lot <gasps> happened a lot happened okay for some reason i feel like it's skipping scenes in my head but maybe because i didn't pay attention that hard whenever they were just talking one-on-one -on -one and like stuff wasn't happening i kind of like misplaced it in the movie but That's yeah i we already talked about the weird creepy space opera they go to <laughs> This is people in bubbles going from one. That was so loud and scary. You freaked me out. <laughs> but no. But just... that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, and they're just hopping from bubble to bubble. It was weird. But uh, all that, like, he, he does handle that. What did I write for this? Um. So I, I did say, like, Anakin does give it a good shot. Like, he does do one last good thing before he just completely flip-flop sides. He does go, like, no, I won't believe, I don't trust you, and therefore I am going to go report you to the worst person I could have reported you to, but the only guy who's there, because I forgot that, that's why they put Yoda on Kashyyyk for writing purposes, because if he was going to tell anybody, he should have told Yoda, and Yoda would have been like, you did a good job, thank you for helping us. Oh, but yeah. Mace Windu Absolutely. handles it like, I still don't trust you, go fuck yourself, get out of here, kid. And it completely fucking fucks everything up. Worst Jedi they could have left in charge of the Jedi Temple. But uh, Even though he's like still one of the most powerful. But he, again, he learn some social skills. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to Ian McDermott's acting skills in this movie. <laughs> because there's two scenes... In which I fucking love, because he goes, he gets all cocky, and then Samuel Jackson's about to kill him, and he goes, no, 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 like there's a little baby tantrum. <laughs> you have lost. You've lost. I don't lose, you lose. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who told you to act like a baby in this scene? <laughs> But and then uh and then my last thing I wanted to talk about was the uh when he yells Unlimited Power, power. power. 
Ah, his, I, great, his voices are great. He does do a great but, job, but I, I want to I know, like, I'm sure this has also been dived into by fans of, like, the actual Star Wars lore. Why does his face melt? Was the fact that he hadn't used his power in so long the reason he was able to stay, like... I think it was um, it was skin damage from all the lightning he from took. From the lightning? Okay, I, that's what also I thought. I thought it was like heat from the lightning was like melting his face. Yeah, no, he says um, when he's speaking to the Senate afterwards that uh, his confrontation with the Jedi has left him scarred and deformed. Yeah, I figured that. I, that's I, why his face looks like I never was sure if that was from the fight or if that was from the fact that he hasn't used his power. But I just was like, man, they melted his face so fast and then he looked even creepier. Ugh. Okay, oh. going back to his voice, after he... I don't know, anoints Darth Vader. And he's like, just the reverb on his voice when he says rise, it, it gives me goosebumps. Um, we already did the Mace Windu theory where we talked about him, but, uh, being an asshole, Anakin really gives it all of like two seconds to think about it. He goes, I can help you say Panama, say less. And then chops off Mace Windu's hands. And fucking forces. You're gone. <laughs> You're done. It's like, Really, you thought about it all for two seconds and then betrayed him. We can get to the part that everybody loves to talk about. And I kind of talked about this a little bit with my brother before starting the podcast. But um, the fact that Anakin goes and kills the younglings. And did you know that kid was actually never told what was going to happen? And like Hayden Christensen hated scaring him. Like he felt so bad afterwards. But they wanted like a genuine scared reaction from the kid. That does make sense. Yeah. Because that that kid looked terrified of what was going to happen. He did. Yeah. Well, I got a question. What did they do to scare him? I, it's on the screen. Is this the lightsaber? He just turns on his lightsaber. But I think he just but... walks in. He walks in and like, and they don't tell him what's gonna happen. So like, I or I think he screams or something. I want to say like, either he screams. I can't remember exactly. I had to go do some research on this. But I, he I was do an air horn. Yeah, I want to say it was something to make him jump to like take a step back. And like Hayden Christensen hated doing it. Thinking about it before, I I understood why he wouldn't kill the younglings in the Jedi Temple. But after playing Jedi Fallen Order and watching Rebels and all that, with their use of the Inquisitors and like their Inquis and like Vader having his own group of like corrupt Jedi that they have like tortured and like mind warped them, mm-hmm. why the fuck wouldn't they leave the kids alive? Because those were probably the easiest to like influence and use as like your own private army. And Alex, well, they've probably already oh. been indoctrinated, so to speak. Yeah, but like I never understood. Like I, rewatching this, I was like, kind of like wasting your time to like, or not wasting your time, but like you're kind, you could have saved yourself some steps and like actually like trained up this group of young Jedi. Maybe he just didn't want to deal with like kids and try like wasting that much time because he only has 18 years before this other kid comes and kicks his ass. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it 18? Uh, oh, Luke's, is Luke, Luke is 18 when he gets picked up on that ship. 18 or 17. So you always got to think about that. Like, not much time in a galactic time period of, like, what everybody talks about with Star Wars has passed from three to, um... They're really only under galactic rule for all of, like, 17 years. And then the Death Star blows up. And then from there, I think some more time passes because Luke does have to become a Jedi Master. And I want to say that does take him, like, another 10 years or something. Because I was going to say, I I think it was in one of the recent Boba Fett episodes, there was a passing comment that... uh the empire only lasted like 30 years yeah so yeah so he probably he was like 18 and he's born as soon as the empire starts so he's 18 or 17 when he gets picked up so yeah add like another 10 years of training on top of that yeah between two and three or five and six and then you got like yeah 30 years um but yeah that's all i got on that um we're about to get to the do you have any more he goes and kills the separatists which is kind of like we had to get rid of these characters somehow (laughs) Why not have Vader? I love watching Vader go on killing sprees, so I'll watch that any day of the week with Rogue One and uh, this, and can't think of any other ones because think... there's none in four, five, and six. But I love watching them. I think one of my favorite lines, I I think it was Grievous who said it um, back on Utapau. Maybe it wasn't Grievous, but somebody told the Separatists that they would be going to Mustafar or uh, Mustafar, um, and 
he says specifically, uh, it is a volcanic planet. You will be safe there. <laughs> One, I, I, I guess I could wait till the next scene to talk about this, but I'll talk about it now. Why the fuck does Anakin or Vader pick Mustafar as his Sith planet? Like, this is where I fucking got my shit handed to me. This will be my new home. Because you know that's where that's his, that's his home planet. Like, not his home planet, but that's where he set up shop. Maybe like because that it breeds volcano. anger. Maybe. It just reminds him of where he failed and lost everything. That's crazy. And the Sith used their anger. Yep. All right. We got done with that. So the, the heavy-handed fucking killing the younglings and all, all that fun stuff. Now I get to get to my favorite scene. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, no. There's also... Okay, maybe... maybe okay, what's your favorite scene? Oh, my favorite scene is the one coming up next. Is this the one on Mustafar? Yeah, this is the Mustafar scene. This okay. Not... So, before then, yeah. um, when Yoda and Obi-Wan are going to the Jedi Temple, watching Yoda throw his lightsaber into the clones and oh. then, like, jumping onto the clones to retrieve it... That was amazing. Did we get to the... Oh, I guess we did get to the Anik- oh, yeah, the Order 66. We talked about that a little bit, but um, we didn't really cover... Um, They kill off some of the uh, clone... I, I didn't realize that some of those were from the Clone Wars. Some of those Jedi that appear in the... Um, but, you know, like we said before, no one dies in Star Wars, so they could all come back. I don't know. Kit Fisto's a bitch. <laughs> he, he, he died like nothing. He's oh, traumatic. Uh, traumatic. I'm dead. Um, but the guy who's the guy in the gas mask? Oh my god, I forget. He's his in, name. he's in the he's in the like the first couple episodes of Clone Wars. He's in a lot of them. Yeah, um, I'll find it. But uh, he uh, he blew up in that ship, but you never see his body, so he's coming back. Plo Koon, Master Plo Koon. Plo, Plo Koon? Okay. Um, and then they had the one Twi'lek. It's like, oh, I always thought that orange girl on the speeder when they're riding, and then they stop back and pass her. I always thought that was Ahsoka growing up and from the Clone War movies, and I was like, oh, they killed Ahsoka, and then you find out later, it's like, oh no, never mind, I, I was stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go out and live and say that you were because that looks nothing like. Her. I know it didn't look anything like her, other than she was orange. That was it. Yeah. No. <sighs> okay, so from there, it didn't say anything about them walking in. Oh, there. Oh, this is the start of the scene. The one you were talking about this is the start of the scene I'm about to talk. About. Uh, okay. Okay. Having survived the chaos, Obi-Wan and Yoda return to Coruscant, where Obi-Wan learns that Anakin turned to the dark side. Yoda instructs Obi-Wan to confront Vader while he faces Palpatine. Obi-Wan seeks out Padme to find out Vader's whereabouts and reveals his treachery. Padme then travels to Mustafar with Obi-Wan stowing away on her ship and pleads with Vader to abandon the dark side and leave with her. But he refuses. Seeing Obi-Wan aboard the ship and thinking they are conspiring to kill him, Vader uses the Force to choke Padme unconscious in a blind rage. Obi-Wan then engages Vader in a lightsaber duel that ends with Obi-Wan severing Vader's leg, legs and left arm, leaving him in a at the bank of a lava flow. Obi-Wan picks up Vader's lightsaber, watches in horror as the flames consume the fallen Jedi, and leaves him for dead. I really wish I would have bought more water for this movie because uh, I am out. <laughs> and it's getting harder and harder to get through these scenes. Thankfully, the last two are kind of short. But okay. this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Like, this, this is obviously the start of, like... Everything that Star Wars has led up to. And so they pretty much put everything into these final moments. Besides maybe the Yoda and Palpatine battle that happens after this. But this is my favorite. Like, like I can watch this, this scene, like, from the start to beginning to the end. With no problem, without getting bored, can pay attention the whole time. The acting's on top, the, like, the scenery's on top, and the actual fight itself is, like, one of the best. It's, but, like, uh, the only live-action lightsaber battle that actually happens at a so, decent pace. So, the fun fact about that that I wanted to talk about is that um, Hayden Christensen actually took, like, sword duel lessons to prepare for this movie, or maybe for the Star Wars trilogy as a whole, and you can tell... Because he puts his whole hadusi into that final scene. <laughs> because when those two line up, they're just like they are not missing a beat. And you can tell these two. I don't know if uh, Ewan McGregor did the same thing, but you can tell like Hayden Christensen took some lessons because those sword hits are flawless and they look crisp. Oh my god! But I. Oh, you can go. 
<laughs> I was just gonna say the 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 ferocity, the accuracy, the choreography, everything about it was amazing. Yeah. And the fact that they demonstrated how equally matched Anakin and Obi Wan are, they are by but, having them do the same moves. Yeah, yeah. How like pretty much Anakin has learned everything from Obi Wan, which I which makes me so excited for this next with this for this uh, Obi Wan um, movie coming out because my favorite thing about all of this is that it doesn't show you how powerful Vader is. It shows you how immature and unready Anakin was to join the Jedi Council. Because of the fact that he still lost in the end to his former master, he still couldn't get the upper hand. He still tries to go and use all this new power he thinks he has by taking by going at Obi-Wan with the high ground. Just his impatience and his immaturity just comes out in full force. And that's why I love this scene because it doesn't like make Anakin the or Vader the super villain that we know him to be later on. It shows him like this is where he fell and this is where he'll like come back and rise, you know, like because it's obviously the Phoenix rise from the ash because he's like yeah. recovered from there and no one dies in Star Wars. So I think you put that extremely <laughs> poetically. Very good. But um, back before that, I uh, there's there is some. Uh, well, I'll get to my favorite part. That speech is killer. But before that, with um, I guess we didn't talk about this before. Padme does have one of the best lines in the scene before where um, uh, was Palpatine declares himself um emperor. Where she says that democracy ends with uh, it doesn't end with a thunderous applause. Yeah, it ends with a thunderous applause. I can't remember the first part of that line, and I that really stuck with me. And I will say during the Trump (laughs) Trump election Ah. and all that, I kept quoting that to Alex every time they would talk about. (laughs) And then the January sixth stuff, I kept saying. Again. I was like, here we go, here we go. I was ready for Trump the to get accuracy. up on that stage at the end of that election and be like, this is my new galactic... He's already trying to start the Space Force, so it's like my new galactic empire. Well, I mean, if we're going to go along those lines and we're already in this territory, uh, his inaugural speech directly mirrors Bane's speech. <laughs> There, there are edits on YouTube where it's, you can find where it cuts back and forth. That's too good. I fucking love it. Okay, but we can skip to that um, because I really like um, Obi, uh, uh, not Obi Wan and Obi Wan Padme, and him telling her like that he killed the younglings. Like I can understand her not believing him because this is the man she loves, and like kind mm-hmm. of going to Mustafar. That all made sense to me. But like him trying to convince her, like you could. That's how you can just see that the power has gone straight to his head. Because he's like, I can overthrow the count. I can overthrow the emperor. I can like, it can be us. We can rule the galaxy. <laughs> it's like you really went from like trying to get on the Jedi Council to like I'm number one now. <laughs> There's no stop. He couldn't me. even beat his own master. He thinks he can beat the emperor. <laughs> Like maybe maybe walk before you can run, but you can't really walk anymore since you lost your legs. But we get that. <laughs> I got a question: What Palpatine would have done if he had heard? Falcons, he's uh, sitting in the back, like, what? What did he just say? Say that again. <laughs> say that again one more time. You think you can beat me? Square up. <laughs> but um, but I my favorite part of that is uh when because I forget every time that Obi Wan stows away on the ship, so Hayden Christensen's looking at Natalie Portman eye to eye that whole speech, and then he looks up and yells, "Liar!" And it gets like such a dramatic cut to Obi Wan getting off the plane and walking towards him, and I always like, oh yeah, I forgot he was on there. I can see how he thinks that she's a liar, <laughs> but to me, it looks like he just looked away from her to yell liar. It was like yeah. a telenovela type thing where it like zooms in on Obi Wan. It's like here he is. What a magnificent comparison. Um, it, it very much is like a telenovela. Uh, but uh, all that, but that that speech that those two talk about, like, with democracy and the Jedi are evil. Your new empire! <laughs> One of the most quotable things. Um, speaking of quotable things, I fucking died because TikTok has ruined the interaction with Palpatine and Anakin, where he says, you want to kill me, don't you? I would very much like to. Good. (laughs) I can feel it. Going to fuck me, right? (laughs) Yeah. 
fucking died. I was like, oh my god, I forgot about that sound because it's come and gone, but I still fucking love it every time I hear it. But, um, so, like, we talked about the duel, and we talked about, um, this, well, we kind of talked about the speech. The speech is like, you can go one way or the other. My brother will always stand by the fact that the Jedi got greedy, and that's why they deserve to fall. And I'll stand by the fact that, like, it's the lessers of two evil. It's like, yeah, we could try Hitler, but, like, say we let Hitler get away, and they're like, oh, man, they almost tried to kill me. Right, let's go kill some Jew kids over here. Like, come on. Like, they're trying to stop very much, like, the equivalent of galactic Hitler here, who's trying to go murder all of this one religious race. And... And Alex is trying to tell me, like, well, they got kind of greedy. It's like, what? They're trying to fucking stop they themselves from getting away. Yeah, they're trying to stop themselves from getting fucking wiped out. They were manipulated and tricked into taking part in this war by the yeah. emperor and, who and, was the chancellor. And so they pretty much say, like, out of their hands. they're like, uh, they go, and I told Alex, I said, there's a part where uh, Mace Windu's like, well, uh, the war's almost done. Obi-Wan killed Grievous. Okay, let's go tell Chancellor Palpatine that um, it's, it's time to give up power. Like, he's got to step down. Like, we got to elect somebody else. Like, he can't be... Because in the second one is when he declares himself Supreme Chancellor. And, like, before... Because they used to have, like, an actual Galactic Senate. So, like, he... So, it's like, it's time to step down and we got to... Until we can get some new people in order, the council will take over. Yes, I get it that, like, this one group, the Jedi Council, is trying to take over in the transition from like back to normal after the war is done but like you can't say that they're selfish for telling this man to like you can't be the sole controller and sole decider of all the problems while we're transitioning because you can go make a whole bunch of changes that can fuck up everything you know like become the fucking emperor so like the, to me i was sitting here thinking like they're not wrong because and when they ask him he throws a fucking fit he goes no not doing it i'm not giving up power <laughs> It's like, what the fuck, dude? So, yeah, that whole speech leads up to that. But then you get to <laughs> another thing that TikTok ruined for me. When um, Obi-Wan fucking uh, cuts off his legs. And well, he yells at him, I have the high ground, Anakin. And Anakin goes for it and goes, <laughs> Does that dramatic yell. And he gets his legs cut off and he goes, You are my brother, Anakin! And then the marshmallow face popped in my mind right away. Have you seen those ones on TikTok? I haven't seen those ones. I've got a lot of Star Wars on my TikTok. Uh, and uh, there's ones where people have put, like, marshmallows in, like, in, like fires and melted them. And come back to, like, a little marshmallow <laughs> face that's melting going, I hate you! But, like, Hayden Christensen really put a lot of act. Like, he's probably the best actor, besides maybe between him and Ewan McGregor. In this movie alone, like they are the number one and number like one A one B, and in that scene, you can really tell like there's some they they have great chemistry with each other, and the fact that scream he yells with the I hate you and you see the spit fly out is like that is so dramatic and so real that you kind of feel that after it's done and like that whole interaction and like you can see the yeah. sadness on Ewan McGregor's face and just be like yeah I get this this. This is like this is what this has led up to, and that's why they're when they meet later on, it like it means a lot more. It's probably the only bit of real acting, actually. In yeah, in that, that, that whole yeah, and they and they, they they nailed it. Like the fact, like I get it. Like the prequels are hated. I would put both those actors up for a nomination for those for those two parts. Like if I was gonna put up for nomination for like best acting, best supporting actor, and best actor. I'd put those two up easily for that whole scene because that, that draws my attention and keeps my attention the whole way through. Yeah. Well, okay, I've seen it like a thousand times already, so I was halfway <laughs> watching it and watching TikTok also. See, that's funny because like I, everything else, like all the way up to that, I didn't care. I kind of watched the CGI stuff just to see like if I if I was like kind of blind to my hate of CGI or if it was that bad. It's really that bad. Um, but like I watched all like I kind of watched that, but I really zoned out and was on my phone the whole time through all that. But I watched that entire scene or that entire act or whatever you want to call it, like all the way through. And then we get mm -hmm. to the more boring stuff, and I stop fucking caring. Where Senator Palpatine. Fuckface McGee is throwing goddamn Senate seats at Yoda, and Yoda's flip flopping around. You get a, you get the cool real duel, and then you get Yoda and Palpatine fighting. But here, let me read it first before we get there. On Coruscant, Yoda battles Palpatine until their duel reaches a stalemate. 
Yoda then flees with Senator Bail or uh, Bail Organa and regroups with Obi Wan and Padme on the planetoid Polis Massa. They ever say it in the movie? You're the Star Wars name guy. I don't think so. Okay. There, Padme gives birth to twins, whom she names Luke and Leia, and dies soon after having lost her will to live. Palpatine retrieves a barely alive Vader and takes him to Coruscant, where his mutated or mutilated body is treated and covered in a black armored suit. When Vader asks for Padme, Palpatine says that she died in the heat of Vader's anger, and Vader screams in anguish. Ugh, I am almost done reading all this. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, after that great, after all of my, uh, stuff I said about that, I got nothing to say on this, like, that is the part where I start to hate Star Wars. Like, in the second movie, it was cool to watch Yoda do all the flips and stuff. Other than, like, when Yoda drags his nails across that thing and it, like, makes that screeching sound, it's kind of satisfying, mm -hmm. but also, like, like, Ugh, I couldn't stand it. But that whole scene just looks like a CGI mess. Like, you know that old man's not out there fighting. You know uh, Ian McDermott's not out there, like, fighting this fake thing. So they zoom it out really far away, and you just see... We'll get you, we'll get you, we'll get you. By the way, after reading this, I didn't know it ended in a stalemate. I really thought Palpatine had the upper hand, because he laughs as Yoda flees away. I didn't think they fucking evened out. Well, I mean, it's not a stalemate in that both of them were defeated each other. It's like, clearly nobody's going to win. So yeah. we're just going to end this now. And then Yoda goes away. So technically it was a stalemate. I guess. But yeah, I mean, the, that whole scene and then <laughs> where her heart literally breaks. She says, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. And then she dies of a broken heart. The robot it can, says it that. It can happen. The robot says it that. It can happen. We <laughs> saw that happen in real life. Who died of a oh, freaking... Freaking goddamn, what's her name's mom? Um, I can't believe that actually happened. And it was related to the Star Wars cast. Um, what was her name? You Carrie know, Fisher. Carrie so... Fisher. Yeah, Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's mom. What was her mom's name? I don't know her mom's name. Uh, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. What was I, it, two days after? Yeah, two days after she had lost the will to live and died. And I was like, I looked around after reading that on Twitter. It was like, she literally died of a broken heart. <laughs> That's what we all said. It's like, my God. Um, But, uh, I mean, it's kind of cool seeing Luke and Leia and like how they were split up. I think Luke got a raw deal of having to go live on the dust planet and Leia gets to go be a princess. Come on. Yeah, come on. That, that was a bit come fucked on. up. Come on, <laughs> like we we only want the daughter. Sure, you as royalty, you don't want both these kids. I get splitting them up though. That all made sense. Um, let me just read this last part, and then we can kind of talk about our final thoughts on the movie. Because they're literally like. These two parts probably could have been combined because nothing really happens besides the broken heart. But um, Obi-Wan and Sorry, Yoda... I just watched a whole other movie in my head. <laughs> I, I just watched the Star Wars movie in reverse where Luke was a prince and Leia was in sand. It, it, played it out would be kind of cool. Yeah, there should be a what if for um, Star Wars. I think that would be really cool. Like the Marvel what if. Like I'd watch I haven't it. seen those. Oh, they're, they're really good. But... um. Alright, here, let me read this last part so I can finish and uh, calm my throat a little bit. Obi-Wan and Yoda plan to conceal the twins from the Sith and go into exile until the time is right to challenge the Empire. As Padme's funeral takes place on the homeworld of Naboo, Palpatine and Vader uh, supervise the construction of the Death Star. Bail takes Leia to her homeworld of Alderaan, where he and his wife adopt her while Obi-Wan delivers Luke to his step-uncle and aunt, Owen and Burl Lars? I never knew. I knew Owen. I didn't know his aunt had a name. On Tatooine before going into exile to watch over the boy. And this is where the show takes place. During this time period. And that's where I can't wait. This might as well just be like an Obi-Wan, like, I don't know, a mush fest where we just, or gush, where we gush about this next TV show that's about to come out. So it is going to be a TV show? Yeah, it's an Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's, it's going to be like a six, okay, eight, seven episode TV show. Good. You I, said movie earlier, yeah. and I was really confused. Yeah, Hayden Christensen's supposed to reprise his role as Darth Vader, which I don't get because Darth Vader has a voice changer, so he's not going to sound the same unless he plans on taking yeah, the I mean, helmet off to fight Obi-Wan. Because there, there is a thing said in, and I remember reading this, where 
because people were like fan theorying about when the first like mini trailer came out for this show but um there was something that uh obi-wan says to or darth vader says to obi-wan in the first movie new hope that makes it sound like they had met other than mustafar like as a, they've dueled before mustafar and um that's where like and so obi-wan's supposed to win this fight but it's gonna be way more intense Say, i'm sorry <laughs> you, you said obi-wan is gonna fight again yeah they're those two are gonna fight again in this next show like another duel and it's like kind of hinted in new hope in the wording that they say i can't remember the exact theory again i just glanced at it and it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But I figure that's why Hayden Christensen was like, um, repri- is reprising the role as Darth Vader. So I just did a IMDb search. Hayden Christensen does have uh, credits for being uh, Darth Vader in yep. the Obi Wan Kenobi uh, TV show. James Earl Jones doesn't have any credits about being in this, but he yeah. is the voice of Vader. Yeah, so I don't know how they're gonna do this. If, if Obi if he doesn't wear his helmet for a while. And the first time's having the helmet. You just get to see He's the scarred up face. All fucked up. Yeah. But, yeah, it says Slater for 2022. Um, the end of this movie's kind of, like, so blah, and, like, you just kind of see where everyone ends up, and you're like, okay. And then you see the Death Star, and you're like, oh, look, it's the fucking staple of every single movie that comes out after this even rogue yeah. one was based around the death star but that one made sense yeah they're trying to get the plans of it rogue one it will easily be my favorite like i have no complaints about rogue one i have a complaint I, about nothing is every wrong with that single film. movie of star wars rogue one to me has no flaws like i can watch that it, all the time i can sit through it with no problems every, every scene every character is interesting and the fact that they all die, like they say in the movie for New Hope, they say like every the whole team died for this, and look, they all die. It's great, and I we could do a podcast on that easily. Honestly, we could. Rogue One is expertly crafted. It has magnificent rewatchability. Nothing is wrong with it. Yeah. Um. But back on the Death Star idea, it made sense for Rogue One to be about that. It made sense for Empire Strikes Back. Or not Empire. Yeah, Empire Strikes. Is it? Was that the no? A New Hope? Which one's first? It's New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, because the Death Star blew up and the Empire Strikes Back, and then Return of the Jedi. I always so base having... it my plot, my plot in my head, where they fucked up the Death Star, okay. and then the and then the Empire's like, hey, I'm gonna strike you back for fucking up that Death Star. And okay, then, so they strike sense. him back, and then, the, then, the, then Luke comes back, and he's like, yo, I'm a Jedi. He's the Return of the Jedi. So the second one, the second Death Star makes an appearance in at the end of Return the, of the Jedi. In Return of the Jedi. I want to say it's at the end of Empire Strikes Back. Like, no, it is Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so that movie actually has no Death Star. Okay. And it's considered the best. What the hell is the and, movie about? This? It's considered the best Star Wars movie by everyone, like hands down. You should rewatch it, like sometime. I know you don't like the old ones. You're like my girlfriend. You're just like, ugh, it's old. I was watching the Goonies. I okay, <laughs> listen. I, hate, I, I, hate I was watching. <laughs> The Goonies. Oh my God! The Goonies is my next movie that we're gonna review for this podcast. No, we'll do. We'll, we'll do. I don't have anything against old films. It's. I just. It was boring. <laughs> I don't care for the trilogy. You you but... can you can pick the next movie, Sean, but it can't be a horror film because I'm gonna give you what you've been asking for, and come October we will do horror. <laughs> For October, where I will watch The Conjuring, I will watch whatever stupid fucking movie you throw my way. I'm giving you one month as long as you don't pick a fucking horror film leading up to that. If if we do that, we have to do Conjuring 1, 2, and (laughs) 3. We have to do The Nun. We have to do Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, and what was the other one? Annabelle Annabelle Reconciliation. Something like that. I think it starts with the R, and then we have to watch Annabelle, La Llorona. Annabelle, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Death Star 3.0. Um, if the sequel trilogy really wanted to succeed, it shouldn't have been about Death Star 3.0. Yeah, right. Death fuck, Planet. Fuck that. It should have been about Star Killer Base. the Jedi Order. Yeah, no, it should have. Yeah. stupid name. Star Killer Base. Yeah. I fucking don't even get me started. Like I fucking hate. Um, they're saying that the theory is that um, it's called the 
Ahsoka theory or something, but I tried looking that up and all I got was a bunch of code shit. So I really don't know. I I kind of googled it that um because Yoda's lightsaber is burnt in either Clone Wars or Rebels, I can't remember where they hold up Yoda's lightsaber, like all the Jedi's lightsaber afterwards and burn them once the Jedi Temple is taken. That the fact that Luke had Yoda's lightsaber means that this is an alternate reality where the um, the sequel trilogy never happened. So they're going to redo the sequel trilogy with uh, Favreau and um, the other guy, the, the amazing writer who has wrote Mandalorian and Boba Fett and has single-handedly saved the Star Wars universe. Um, Do you know how much shit is retconned in the Star Wars universe without oh. even any thought given oh, to it? Yeah, 100%. I, I don't. I don't 100%, think 100%, 100%. I just like, like but to me, that, I was, that's not me saying that this is an alternate reality. This is me saying that maybe they fucked up. And they they might have fucked up. They might have fucked up. But I'm I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent down for them just telling me, hey, yeah, these movies they never happened. I'm like, okay, cool. Don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Bring, bring, I hate how I hate Kylo Ren. I mean, okay, so I hate, I, I hate I hate Kylo Ren, but I also like I don't mind Ray. But they did, what's his name, so wrong, Finn. They did Finn so wrong in that series that, like, it made it unwatchable for me. Because I was like, this man... They teased him being a a, a, a Jedi or something. Yeah, they they teased him being from a a clone trooper to a... uh, To a clone trooper. To a stormtrooper to being a... um, to To possibly being Force sensitive and, like, the rebirth of the Force. Which they hint at every single movie until the last one where they're like, fuck the force. The force is dead. Everything in the force is dead. Ray's the most powerful fucking here's force. Here's, here's the fucking, here's a goddamn orange lightsaber. Bye. <laughs> You're like, cool. Cool guys. Or yellow lightsaber. Sorry. Which I was also talking with one of my friends about that. He said it was stupid because yellow lightsabers are only used by the temple guards. Oh really? I thought that was the the most powerful lightsaber that you could have. Alex is pretty nerdy about this too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on it. But again, you like we said before, Star Wars could have just fucked up and used the wrong fucking lightsaber. It's also Dave Filoni that directed the episode where Yoda's lightsaber was, so maybe I I wouldn't. It'd be really hard for me to believe that actually he fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dave He's Filoni, done Filoni so is, much. Yeah, Dave Filoni is like. <laughs> Dude, this man is like the savior of Star Wars. He He's nerd god. He is nerd god, and he has saved it. And we, I'm so hyped for him to like. If he, if they say, "Hey, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, we want you guys to write a sequel trilogy," <laughs> I, they would, they would be like, "Oh, let me make the, the world's best trilogy for you." He would do it. He'd write it fucking in Amazing. one day, yeah, and he'd, he'd be the best piece of cinema ever. They'd be like, "Oh wow, this actually, this all makes sense." The characters being here makes sense. They're not just like on the st- on the like. That was my favorite part. I don't want to get into it because I feel like we should talk about it next uh, in two weeks when we meet up again. Um, we should do like we should set an hour aside to talk about Mandalorian or uh, Mandalorian, uh, Boba Fett uh, season finale. But um, but like the fact that every character in that last episode needs to be there. Like spoiler, so turn this off now if you don't want to get spoiled for it. But Cad Bane needed to be there. Fucking uh, Ahsoka needed to be there. God, (laughs) they all, they all, they all needed to be there. Like everybody needed to be there. It wasn't just like fan service for fan service. Like the characters being where they're at made sense. But we'll all get to, I'll get to that two weeks, and I can't wait for that season finale. But I have to go to bed because my job sucks. So we're gonna wrap it up here. John, any final thoughts? Any final things you think you got to say? No. Uh, all I'll say is the next movie we react to is gonna be a surprise because I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's fine. This text me what it is like at least a week before, so I'm ready to actually um watch it and take notes. It can be Lord of the Rings right. if you want. I have no problem doing Fellowship of the Ring if you can, if you want to just do that, get that out of the way. We've already done Fellowship. Wait, did we do Fellowship for the first one? So I was going to go back and, like, edit those and put those out, too. Like, but I wanted to make sure, like, because I feel like we're doing way better. Like, listening to our last podcast, we're doing way better than the first time we tried this out. Well, we can can redo it then. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine redoing it. I'm fine putting it out as is. If you have another movie idea in mind, that's fine. But as for now, I'm going to stop the podcast. Uh, Thank you all for listening. You can find this on YouTube for now, and when I finally get smart enough to figure out how to put podcasts on Apple Podcasts and everywhere, and Spotify, you'll find it there too. So, see you all later.